This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work, because business is personal. Hey, More Than Workers. I was at a conference recently. I like to go to conferences. All right, we got to do, we get to go speak at conferences. And what's kind of fun when you go to a conference is I know that I'm going to be speaking, but I, and I used to kind of bow out when I wasn't speaking, because it was like, sometimes the conferences are about things that I'm not going to really learn a lot about. Like sometimes they're conferences, like they're medical conferences, and they may be talking about like insurance stuff. Uh, but I've the accounting, recently, the, the government accounting conferences are the best. Yeah. You know? I, I did the government accounting one where I followed a spreadsheet guy. Yeah. It was the spreadsheet guy and then me. Yeah. Wow. And, and I, I watched actually on that one. It was interesting because I watched the spreadsheet guy and I learned a lot. Like I, I do love a good spreadsheet. So I, I picked up some pretty That's good. True. So I, I've learned to really like go to sessions that maybe I wouldn't necessarily think I would learn something from and pick up something, but. I was at a, I was at a conference in this session. I was actually really excited to go and attend because it was a session. It was given by Coit Cooper, Coit, C-O-Y-T-E. For those of you who are trying to look him up, uh, he's an author and he wrote a book called Flip the Script. And he talks about how habits that you have can really change how you think, how your brain works. It can actually shift your brain chemistry. So if you've heard us on the More Than Work podcast, you've heard us talk about culture quite a bit. In a company culture, you, how do you change a company culture? You can't just say you're going to change the culture. You can't rally the culture into place. You have to change systems. You have to change habits within the company because that's really what culture is. It's the same kind of thing for yourself. So if you find yourself too stressed at work or you find yourself starting to be too negative or you find yourself not finding joy in what you do or in your everyday life, there are some habits that you can put into place that help you to change how you think about things. You can actually look at the world differently. So we're going to talk about some of the systems. What are the things that we do to get our minds right in our day-to-day? -day? And we're going to share some best practices. And this is kind of a fun one because even going through these, like I'm taking notes because we all do different things. They're all different habits. Some of these are really easy to start to implement for yourself. And it just might help you to get your mind right. So Today we are joined, we've got a couple of people out on assignment. I've been waiting to say that for a long time. They're out on assignment. Matt's out in Georgia speaking at a healthcare conference. And I don't know where Bethany is. Bethany's just gone. She's on vacation. I think she's on vacation. She's probably enjoying Spring her. break for you guys, it's right? It is spring break. Yeah. Yeah. We just assigned her to go away. We assigned her to go away. Yeah. But we, but fortunately we do have some great habit people with us here today. We've got, we've got Diana. Diana, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. And I am definitely a creature of habit. So this is a, this is a good podcast for me to be on. This is a good one. Yeah. And then we also have Mary Ling. Mary, how are you today? I'm really good. I have some good OCD tendencies when it comes to creature of habit stuff, but then I had three kids and it's been out the window forever. So <laughs> someday I'll get it back. <laughs> That's awesome. And Mary is joining us from her patio outside of her farm outside because it's a beautiful day today. So yeah. if you hear if you hear birds and cows in the background, that's oh. probably it. Can we hear a cow? I want to hear a cow. I mean, like I can't just sign language them to have them speak, but oh. you probably they're not like dogs where you can be like speak and no. we can hear those too. We could hear dogs or trains or there's oh. all kinds of things out here. Planes, automobiles. 
Oh, there's everything out here at the farm. What is it, boy? What is it, boy? What do you need? Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Okay. Mm -mm, mm -mm. And then I guess I should tell I'm Don Harkey. So that I guess I'm there today. So I'll be I'll be your facilitator today. Where Matt usually leads us, it's gonna be me today. That's how we're gonna do this. So let's get started. Mary, how do you get your mind right? Share one of your best tips for how do you get your mind right? All right. So one of my favorite things is, and I might steal the thunder here, but I'm going to because you let me go first. The gratitude gratitude is huge so at the end of the day I come up with three to five things and I write down three to five things that I'm grateful for and some people think this is silly because they're like well I can't say I'm grateful for my house well that's not true you can be grateful for your house you can be grateful for your patio you can be grateful for your dog Um, you can be grateful for anything because those are the things that bring a different perspective in life for us so so Mary, I have a, I have a question about this. Do you do this even on days when you've had just like really bad day? You bet. Absolutely. And how does that work? Yeah. So it's hard, right? Because it's looking back at a bad day and saying, okay, what well, was really good. But what it does, Diana, is it shifts my mindset throughout the day to kind of lock in the positive points. So even on bad days, I still really try to find the good stuff. It's really, really, really fun. That's awesome. And I, that's one of the things that quite recommended. And he talked about just how your brain chemistry shifts when you not just think about it. Like it's easy to say, well, I'll just think I'm, I'm very grateful for lots of things. And I think about it all the time, but to create the habit where you do something and you write down something is, is really good. I I've been, I've been twisting that a little bit, Mary, for, for mine. Cause I just started doing this actually after I saw Coit speak, I do it first thing in the morning and I'll do some gratitude time. Sometimes it's something I will just write down for myself in my, in my journal, AKA my one note is what I use. I'm very oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like paper doesn't seem like your jam. No, not a lot. No, I like to, I've got, I, I like to be able to archive things and think about them yeah. long times later. And I sometimes go back to things I've written a long time ago and it's easier to do that on, a, on something like that. But, uh, I've, I've even started, sometimes I will even say like, can I show the gratitude? So like, if I think of somebody or something and I can reach out and tell them I'm thinking about them, that's like an extra step I've taken. I don't know if you've ever done that before. I like that. Mary, you've ever done that before? I'm pretty selfish. I just do it for myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> that did make you sound like a jerk. I didn't mean for that. To, wow. Okay. Like, wow, Mary, you're not thinking of others while you're being thankful. Great. Good job, jerk. But I actually use it. I, I use it on my spouse. So my spouse, so Diana, you asked about having bad days and I, I don't have, okay. You guys are going to think I'm crazy again, but I have less bad days because I find great things that I'm grateful for throughout the day. And I don't remember the bad day then, you know, but I do this as a coaching piece too. I use this on my spouse, Don. And so I'm not as selfish as it sounds like I am, (laughs) but I have actually gone to him and said, okay, what are three to five things you're grateful for today? And I've seen him shift. He might, he might, hopefully he doesn't listen to this one, but I've seen him shift to where at the end of the day, he has said to me, you know, I've thought about that all day and I've had my list all day, which is powerful. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It it literally changes and quite talked about this. Dr. Cooper, I should call him since he is a, he's got his doctorate. Dr. Cooper, he talked casual about casual here. You know, we're, yeah, we're just a, casual. It's I call him quite, I mean, you know, yeah. we didn't get to meet, but I, we, I was in the audience. So I think we're, we connected. You're friends now. 
yeah, we're friends. Uh, yeah. We'll send this to him and make sure he knows that we highlighted him and that he made it because sure. I didn't get yeah. to catch him before he left that day, uh, but did appreciate his work and his story. I think he's got a good story. So go check him out. Coy, Dr. Coit Cooper, check out his books on that. And it doesn't, it just takes a second. I mean, it's one of the nice things about that as a morning routine is, I mean, it's literally like a minute for me. Like it doesn't take a lot of time to be able to do that. So that, that's, that's a, that's a good one. Let's, let's come up with some more on getting your mind right. Diana, why don't you give us one? Right. Well, I think, I think if you listen to this podcast and you know us, we talk a lot about narrative paradigm. And I think that this kind of thing plays into our own narrative paradigm. And for a long time, I always said, I'm the person who will worst case scenario it, right? I'm going to find all the flaws, which is not necessarily a bad thing to be. I'm going to make sure that things are working, right? I'm the one who's going to pick it apart. It's kind of painful, but I'm going to be the one that picks it apart. And so in my mind, my narrative paradigm was like, that's just what I do. I'm just the, the worst case scenario person. And I realized that it was a little negative. And so I decided that instead of being the worst case scenario person, I was going to be the person to set it up for success. And so instead of saying, how is this going to fail? I go into meetings and things now and say, how is this, how can I help this succeed? How can I make sure this succeeds? And just that little shift changed my language. It changed my, my position on stuff. It changed how I interacted with my coworkers and my team. It changed how I see the situation in general. And I really think it's been quite impactful. I still am doing the thing where I go and say, here are all the points it's going to break down. But instead of saying like, oh, it's never going to work, I say, here are the points it's going to break down and here's how I think we can fix that. Or do you have suggestions on how we can make that work? And I think it has been impactful for not just me, but like everyone around me, honestly. Yeah, you're, love- you're finally somebody that I can work with. That's what I <laughs> I was just going to say. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was always so afraid of you. I'm so glad to hear you're shifting there. So I look forward to working with you more now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should still be afraid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. This is, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. This, is, mm-hmm. this is the selfish side of the podcast coming out. <laughs> if you see the video of Diana's expression on her face right now, you would be afraid too. <laughs> You'd be afraid no. too. No, Diana, I like that a lot because what you did was you, you said, I'm not going to fundamentally change who I am, like what my strengths are. Like, it's not a bad thing. You know, I I was trained as an engineer and engineers are trained to think in terms of failures too. And I've noticed a little bit of that. Like if I, if I go at it that way and present to a group, the group responds negatively to it. Like, oh, you're just being a negative. And it's like, no, I'm just thinking through things that we can try to change. But you took that feedback and you sort of said like the habit that you changed is kind of like, it's really part of like your inner monologue, wouldn't you yeah. say? Yeah, it is for sure. It's not, like I said, I didn't change the the fact that I, I'm a worst case scenario person because I am. I'm HR and risk and operations, you kind of have to think through all that stuff. And it's part of what makes me really good at my job. And so I didn't want to ever get rid of that but I did need to change it to be more effective with it. So how do you establish that as a habit? Like we have an inner monologue, like we all think the way that we think, right? We don't know how other people think other than getting input from them. How do you start to change your inner monologue around something? Man, I'm going to tell you, honestly, it was really hard for me because I still, I still have that like negative thought in my head. It still speaks that way. There's no, I don't, I can't change my own voice in my own head. Right. I, I don't know how you do that. 
but I did, I put a little sticky note on my, on my computer. I don't have it up here right now. I got rid of it like two days ago. I wish it was still here, but it said positive mindset, set it up for success. And so I just, I made sure that that was front and center every time I went into a meeting and especially meetings with my own team, because where I'm the most comfortable is where I feel like I can kind of let that go the most. And so I just sort of made sure that when I was going into a meeting with the team, I wasn't the first one to bring up a negative point. I phrased things in a positive way. I asked different, I asked questions differently. And I just said, like, set it up for success. Don't wait for it to fail. Yeah, that's great. So you you used a visual cue for yourself. I did. I did. kind of the habit, right? To create that. Mary, I know you've done some work on your own inner monologue in some areas. What, What have you found that works to be able to shift those habits a little bit? One of the things that I have worked with over the last few years was trying to not tie emotions to conversations, feedback, discussions. You know, sometimes we go into a meeting or a conversation and we're, we're faced with conflict or discussion that can be really challenging. And if we go in there and we bring, let's say we had a bad morning for some reason at home and we bring in that emotion, it's going to really make that conflict even more powerful and emotional in this situation. So I've trained and worked with my brain. It's, it's not great by all means, but I continue to do it to eliminate those emotions. And now I'm not talking about, you know, we just recently talked about sympathy and empathy and compassion and, and relating to people. Don't, don't lose that. Don't take all your emotions away, but taking that anger and the frustration out and really being open to conversations and eliminating that victim or villain or hero mindset really creates a lot more openness, trustworthy relationship and actually helps move the company forward and and business forward. So a lot of power there too. I love that because what you're saying is like, I've heard people say like, I can't help the way I think. Yeah. And you can't sort of. You can't help the thoughts that hit you, but yeah. you can help the way you think. Like you can adjust it over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't just say, well, I shouldn't have thought of that. You know, yeah. or I need to think differently or I need to approach that. You have to think about what's the areas that you're approaching something in a in a negative way or a way that's not healthy for you. And then what how could I approach it differently? And then the, the then the real question is how do I shift that? I also watched people that were you know, worst case scenario, people, engineers, risk management, HR, those type of people. But I watched those people who were very positive at what they did, even though they still had the same mindset. And I tried to model some of the things they were doing. And then I asked some of those people to give me feedback on what I was doing. Like, Hey, if you see me go down a negative way or say something that, that could be viewed as negative by others. And and you see me not shaping the story the way that it should be or the way that I wanted it to be. Give me feedback on that because it's so hard to know when you're doing it in the moment. It's hard to tell when you are doing something you've always done. And so it was good for me to also hear the feedback from others of like, yeah, you said it this way. I think it would have been better if you had said it this way. Yeah, that's awesome advice for just personal growth in general. Take the feedback from others and you can shift it, but think about what habit that you shift and the habits, the inner monologue. Uh, I often share my quick inner monologue story is airports. I used to hate airports. 
I'm, I'm a person who's very in tune to people around me in a lot of situations. So when I walk through an airport, I would notice, you know, oh, there's a ticket agent giving bad customer service. There's somebody who's not waiting in line in the right spot. There's somebody who's being rude and pushing, you know, it's, I would see all the bad things that were happening in an airport. And I got to where like I hated airports. I hated being in airports. Well, I recognize that in my job, I spend a lot of time in airports. We, we travel quite a bit. So I better start to like that. So instead of, I can't change the airport. So could I change my own perspective of it? So I started doing an exercise that when I would walk through the airport, I would have myself literally look for the positive things. What things can I find that are really cool? And I started noticing things fairly quickly. Like, oh, there's a there's a child with playing with their dad and they're having a good time. There's a, there's two friends that haven't seen each other for a while and they clearly care. Oh, there's somebody who just gave a little bit of extra customer service. And you started spotting that. And after it took a little while, it took several trips to an airport and several times of, of having that habit, but it did shift the way I fundamentally feel about airports. Like I really don't mind being in an airport right now. And I almost kind of enjoy the experience sometimes. Uh, I did something similar with airports. Cause I also am like, I didn't, I don't love the business travel. It's anxiety ridden for me and we do it a lot. So instead I went in and said, how can I help? Like I, traveling is one of the most stressful things that people do. So I was like, how can I help make it better on people? So now I like hold the bathroom door for someone or help a mother with three kids carry their luggage, or I push their stroller or, you know, whatever it is, I try to help people when I see that they need help. And so that's shifted my mindset of just like, yeah, this is a bad situation and none of us really like it, but we can help each other. I remember the last time we traveled, I was with Don and Bethany and we were in an airport (laughs) sitting at lunch. And I don't know if Don like went to the same restaurant all the time and saw this guy all the time do this or not. But like there was a, a gentleman who worked at, I think a restaurant across from the restaurant we were sitting in and he was texting on his phone and he would just like walk in front of people and not even pay attention to people walking. And I thought it was so funny because we're just sitting there and Don's like, watch this guy. He's going to walk across in front of these people and make them walk around him. And then he'd get like to the post in the middle and turn around and go back and like do the same thing. And I was like, Don, do you watch this guy do this every time you come to this restaurant or what? what is that now I know <laughs> I have seen that guy before yeah I absolutely have seen that guy we've eaten that we stopped at that restaurant frequently and I have seen that guy many times uh, yeah yeah absolutely. it was you know what's happening inside my head that's, so that's it's, it was entertaining it was entertaining that was good it was and I was finding joy in it versus like I could have been the mindset the internal narrative could have been look at that jerk he's not being considered or anything else but I thought man how like not a care in the world. The guy just walk right in the middle of the crowd and people are like slamming on the brakes to not hit this guy. And he's just walking, carrying stuff. He just did. He was all good. That's good. All that confidence. Confidence. Yeah. Yeah, That's what it was. So let's throw out another habit. I'll throw out one. Now this is, this is an easy one to throw out. Some of you are going to be like, really Uh, exercise, exercise. Like we should exercise. It turns out that I don't know if you knew this or not, but exercise is good for you. There's been some studies. That's a new thing. But the challenge on exercise is how do you create the habit? I think everybody knows that we should exercise, but how do you create the habit to exercise? I thought I'd share something that I did that's been pretty successful uh, that my doctor, Dr. Luke Van Kirk, recommended to me at, over at Command Family Medicine. We'll give them a shout out. He, he recommended high impact interval training. You can download these and there's, one, there's different ones and you can, it's a seven minute workout. 
and it's designed like it's seven minutes and it's like it's your jumping jacks like high knees running in place push-ups sit-ups like you're you're very active in those seven minutes uh, and he just said hey can you work in like two or three of those in a day and the answer to that for everybody is yes actually you can and i would use the app for it so you can kind of gamify it that's another trick for picking up a habit is then you can it tracks like how often do you do it and you can earn different badges and I did it until I hurt my back taking the trash out at the office, which I swear I will never do again. Take the trash out of the office. Yeah. And you're like, how old are you that you hurt your back? I do it now. I'm the new one. That's my job description. Take yeah. out the trash. Oh, no. Mary has taken out the trash a lot since she's coming. Oh, no. Well, that's good because apparently it will break Don. Apparently. It, break it, ruined, it ruined a streak of 543 consecutive days of doing that. Wow. 543 consecutive days. So that's a pretty good habit. Yeah. And it, it changes the way it changes the way I feel like in the day, like those of you who have done exercise and if you've done it for a little while, you know how you feel better. If you do that, especially first thing in the morning, you feel better for the rest of the day. Yeah. I agree with you there. Like getting in some sort of exercise, even if it's like just taking a walk for like 10 minutes or something, you know, you have time to eat lunch at your desk. So maybe take the time to get up and leave your desk for 10 minutes and walk, just go walk around the block or the building, go say hi to the employees and walk around the, or their teammates and walk around the building shifts that mindset creates some clarity. You know, I really do agree with that. That's powerful. Yeah. So that's a, that's a simple one. Diana. Yeah, I like that it's just intentional, right? You're just being intentional about doing something for you. That could be diet, that could be exercise, but like there's a a focus and an intent there that forces you to go do that every day. And could you make the choice not to do it? Sure. But I like that you intentionally set out and said, I'm just going to spend this tiny amount every day to focus on this thing. And it, it's not a huge change. That was like a small change, but made a big difference. Yeah, it was simple. And there's another, there's a technique that someone suggested to me that worked really well is you also can link the activity with something else that you like. Nobody likes running in place vigorously for 30 seconds. I mean, nobody likes, well, there's probably some people that do like that. There's probably people that. There's like people that. that like that. Yeah. The crazy ones like that. But I don't like that. No, I don't like doing that. <laughs> so what I did is, but I do like binge watching shows on Netflix. I like doing that. So like, sometimes what I would do is I would pick a show and say, I'm going to watch that. You know, somebody would, 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 would give it for me. It was the Sopranos. It was, was one thing I was watching. I'd never watched the Sopranos before and people kept recommending it to me. I said, like, I think I would like the Sopranos, but I would only watch the Sopranos when I was working out. And that was the rule. So then it's like, oh, I get to watch the Sopranos, but I'm also working out. Those the tying two things together works really well. That's pro tip. Yeah. I do that with running and podcasts because I, I consume so many podcasts and I love, love, love them. And I would, I would listen to them all day, every day. And recently my husband was like, let's train for a marathon. And I was like, no. And he was like, but you could link it to like your favorite podcast. And then you only run when you're doing your favorite podcast and you only listen to that podcast when you're running and then it, it makes it like an enjoyable experience. I don't know if it's totally enjoyable, but it's better. Yeah. That's a lot of podcasts in 26 miles. We can get a lot, a lot of, of podcasts in. Let me tell you, I think I'm going to buy like a very long, epic historical fiction on audible and try to do it that way. Like 26 miles worth of content. It will make running your marathon easy. 
I'm not going to run a marathon just for the record. That's I'm not doing that. I was like, this is all new information for me. So I was trying to be <laughs> encouraging. But I was also looking at you like, you really, you're going to run a marathon. I'm not. No, you, you can eat bacon before that marathon. Cause now we know how much you love bacon. Oh, nope. Not going to do that either. I will, I will probably do the half, but I, the full thing, I just have no desire to do a full marathon. That's not my thing. Hey, Don. Yes. Can you, can I put you on the spot? Sure. Can you tell us what app you use for your seven minute hit? I can tell you what app I use for my seven minute hit as I open up my phone vigorously to flip to it, to see what it's called. The one I use, it's a green button. It's on my Apple. <laughs> It says, green. It's green. It's it's it says it's seven MWC is what it says on there. It's a seven minute workout. But if you look out seven minute workout, you'll see it. Like if you if you Google seven minute workout, it's a green stopwatch with a big seven on it. And it's a seven minute workout. Yeah, it's a simple one to be able to use. Yeah, and I have Asana Rebel, which is like a short bites of yoga. So I do like three or six minute yoga sessions during the day, which is similar to Dawn's like seven minute hit, you know, it's yeah. called Sa- sauna rebel, right? A sauna rebel. Yeah. A sauna rebel. Your name is better than mine. That was a lot. I know. I know. I, I know. Love, I love the mixture there. A sauna rebel, like sounds like a, a sweet Southern bell or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then you use the call map for meditation. Don't you guys, both of you do, right? No, I download. Oh. So that's, that's, that's a good, good. Yeah. Let's shift into that. Let's that's shift into job. that. Yeah. Ahead, so I do uh, good job, Diana. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I do some guided meditation and I actually just downloaded some from Apple. So yes, I paid, but I think the calm app you have to pay for too. I'm not sure. Yep. Yep. I got the head. Yeah. There's a fee. There. There's a fee up front and then you can buy extra stuff obviously, but yeah. Okay. So I downloaded, there's a couple of, of options for guided meditation that I did on my iPhone on the Apple stuff, um, on Apple music. And the one that I did, so there's a long one that helps with sleep that you can listen to that puts you to rest at night. And it truly helps calm from the tip of your head to the bottom of your toes. And then there's also even one that I did. That's like a five minute work day guided meditation that for those of you who, who have been listening, I have some, I have about 10 years in human resources. And as we all know, our jobs can be pretty hectic. So sometimes during the day I would find five minutes, it was five minutes and I could go through a five minute guided meditation that would take me what I would call all the way down and bring me right back to such an extreme restorative state that I could just die back into whatever I was. And sometimes I was exhausted. So it was like a five minute nap, you know, on a guided, guided uh, meditation. And you can do this on like, if you've got a 10 or 15 minute break, so there's plenty of time there, but there's also guided meditation that I've done at the end of the day that just kind of brings me into home for my family and uh, resets my mindset there too. So so if, if Matt Griswold was with us here and we miss you, Matt, on, on this call, he would be laughing or rolling his eyes or going dead silent right now because, you know, so, so help me all, th- I think all three of us do meditation. Yeah, we but, do. But let's, yeah. but we, I think we need to sell it because I know I didn't buy into that concept for a long time until I started doing it. So what gets, let, let's sell everybody on meditation. Why do, why do all three of us do that? I do it because it's intentional time for me to process. I'm a, I am a processor by nature. I need that time. And so for me, just the 
the few minutes of silence and and intent make it easy for me to process all of the things that have that have transpired during the day, good or bad. And I think I need that intentional process time. Okay. Mary, what does the meditation, you talk about it relaxing you and you, you do it a lot for sleep. Is that where your main purpose for meditation is? Sleep, but also um, relaxation, like you said. So I'll carry a lot of tension and stress in my shoulders and the back of my neck and into my head for headaches. And so doing the guided meditation that relaxes me, takes all those muscles down and it really helps eliminate that stress and that tension, headache and, and migraine that people can get. So it really takes that off my shoulders. Oh, that's awesome. I, I know I use mine for focus. Like I did it at the end of the day to kind of shut my mind down a little bit. Like it's really meditation when you get into it, it's really about focusing your mind and not thinking about a lot of stuff is, is the kind of the idea or allowing your mind to just time to focus on specific things. But I, I found I did it at the beginning, at the end of the day initially, but now I do it at the beginning of the day. And I'll, I, I'll tell you, I can tell when I just like exercise, I can tell when I do it and I can tell when I don't. And, and, and something Dr. Cooper recommended, and I thought this was good, is he calls it no technology time first thing in the morning. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. So you wake up, you know, and he asked the question, what's the first thing you do when you wake up? What's the first? Let me ask you the question. What's the first thing you both do when you wake up? I answer all the blings that are going on in my messaging. I, I check my phone. Mary, what's the first thing you do when you wake up? I check my phone for the weather and my calendar for the schedule for the day. That's what everybody in the audience said. And then he called all of us liars and he told us what we all really do first thing when we wake up in the morning. Let's go to the bathroom. Open your eyes. Oh, (laughs) go to the bathroom. Yeah. And then he says, and most of you bring your phone with you. There's there's a study that like 60% of adults admit to using their phone while sitting on the toilet. And I said, when that shows you 60% of adults are liars is what I think (laughs) The theory of that is. So normally I don't, but then Diana called me the other day while I was in the office and I was going to the restroom and I had my phone and I was like, "Mm, I don't think this is the time to answer my phone. Probably. I appreciate you not answering your phone while you're in the bathroom. Yeah. Pro tip. Don't answer your phone in there, but it's, it's easy to jump on technology first thing in the morning. And then all the noise starts to get you through the day. And what you're doing is you're not deliberately thinking about how you're setting up your brain to work for that day. So the idea is you don't do technology time. You don't get anything into that. And so like, I'll get up and I'll do my workout. Still not on technology other than using my app, but I'm not the, the emails, the text messages, nothing like that are hitting me. By the way, if you're thinking you might have something urgent, like sometimes I will like open the text app just to see like, is there somebody waiting for me to respond to something or yeah. an emergency that's popped up? I, will, I might check that, but I don't read any of the messages. I'm just looking to see if there's something un, like I need to really look at quickly. And then, then I'll do the meditation and that really helps to kind of get me centered on the day. Uh, I know it sounds very new agey, but boy, it's, it's worked for me. And I was very much a pushback against that idea and then tried it. And it's been great. Yeah. And I think, sorry, Mary. Okay. When I said like process time for me, I, it lets me take the things that are in my brain, think through it and put it away. Otherwise, I just keep spinning on it, right? I just keep thinking about the things and I can think over them 20 times and how I should have done it differently or what I should do next. And instead, I think about it and I put it away. And it's so great to just sort of say, you have thought through that and you're done with it. 
So I've, I've put people, I'm sorry, for those of you who, who don't know, I'm not following the rules. So normally we mute between our conversations. And then when you unmute, then the people know you're going to speak. And I have not muted on this. So sorry to my coworkers for not following the rules here. <laughs> Mary, we're going to have a chat. <laughs> selfish. I'm being selfish. A lot of times when people will do guided meditation, just a quick tip. The first time or two, maybe even three or four, it's going to be challenging. It may not be, but just don't get frustrated if you go on the first time and it doesn't work. I'm just going to say that. Give it some time to try it. Give it an opportunity and you will start to feel that and see that difference. But it takes a little bit to train that brain. Yeah. And don't judge yourself when you, you can add stress by judging yourself and your inability to do it when you first do it. It won't work the first times you do it. It, it, it takes some time. Yeah. And I love that you said, Don, we need to sell this to even people like Matt, who would be like, this is not real. But I, I would contend that Matt does meditate. He just doesn't do it intentionally. I think that every time that Matt goes out on the lake, every time that he goes camping, every time that he watches a playback of his son playing basketball, I think those are meditation for him and meditative for him. And so I would challenge you to think about the things that are meditative in your own life and think about when and why you're doing those things. Like, why does that refill you? Why are you doing it that way? And can you make that intentional every day? So those are great tips. So we're going to wrap up now. What I'd like to do is we're going to go around and ask everybody, like, what's your, what's your biggest takeaway from our conversation today? Is there a new habit that you're even are going to take away? I'll even ask us that. Uh, but just to, just to kind of summarize the idea, whatever the habits are, like there's lots more habits we could have talked about. We could talk about, we could talk about diet. That's an important habit, right? We could talk about just being present in moments. We could talk about like growth or learning something new every day. There's lots of things, Set, setting goals and looking at those goals on a daily basis. I think most of us know the habits that we need to set, but the idea that those habits help change us, they help mold us is the idea that we wanted to bring together. Just like you change habits inside a company to shift a culture, you can literally shift your own perspective of the world and how others perceive you by implementing some habits to be able to deliberately change the way you think. So takeaways from this discussion, where, where, what did you all learn from this? Yeah, I don't, I, the thing that I've been thinking through this whole time is, is that my own personal culture very much aligns with my company's culture. And I kind of like that I can build the life that I want to live and it aligns with the company and what we, what we want to do as a company. And I think that helps create just some harmony in my life. And I like the idea of you have your own personal culture and maybe you need to make sure that that personal culture aligns with company culture. That's amazing. Thanks, Diana. Mary? Okay. So that was really good and hard to follow. Thank you, Diana. For <laughs> no. For me, I was just going to be like Don's seven minute hit <laughs> app is what I'm going to look up. So for those of you who don't know me, I have the three children and I've been working on a health journey for like 10 years now. And so I'm going to take that up because I'm trying to find something to do that works without having to find babysitter and somebody else to help with the kids. Or, I mean, I can put 14 to 21 minutes worth of workout in a day, three different times, much more easy than going to the gym for 30 minutes. 
Yeah, I did it in, in an airport one time to just to keep my string going. I knew I wasn't going to be able to be anywhere first private. I did it in an airport. And guess what happened? Like other people joined me. Like that's, it's totally cool. Find an open spot. It's easy to do. You uh, used to do it in the office and we'd all join you. Like it was just like, oh, it's seven minute fit time. Anybody want to do it? And we would all do it. It was fun. Yeah. And you could all see this. Yeah, it was fun. I, it was fun for everybody. Again, I'm, we keep picking on Matt. He's not here, but yeah, Matt used to not like to do that sometimes. He didn't like it. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah. I think my takeaways are just, I think it's good to think about what your habits are that you need. Like, I think we have to constantly think about it and you have to constantly go back because habits tend to erode over time or degrade over time or advance over time, whatever it is, you have to constantly think about like, what things am I struggling with right now in my life or things I think could get better and what habits could I implement to be able to get myself there? I think that's, that's my takeaway from this. So get your mind right. It's not, you don't have to blame yourself for how you're thinking right now. You can change the way you're thinking by changing your habits. So that's good news. Hope you got some great takeaways from this. Uh, as always, we are looking for more topics from you all. So you all do a great job of throwing us stuff from time to time. Uh, how can people drop us a line to give us a suggestion on new topics or ask a question? Diana. Yeah. You can email us directly at morethanwork at peopleccg.com, or you can find us on all the social media platforms, including TikTok. So we're out there. We're TikToking. Excellent. Matt and I are TikToking. It's Matt loves it. I hate it. It's fine. Go check out the TikTok. Don calls it Tic Tac. Tic Tac. Yeah, that's an idea for a video I've got. We'll see that. But that's coming soon. Thanks for joining us on the latest episode of More Than Work. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the More Than Work podcast. Join us next time. And in the meantime, lead well.